Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now Jesus had just finished teaching with these words. He had said, Strive to enter through the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will seek to enter and will not be able. And people will come from east and from west, from north and from south, and will recline at table in the kingdom of God. And behold, some who are last will be first, and some are first who will be last. In other words, Jesus was saying, don't see how much you can get away with and still enter into the kingdom of God. We should rather admit that we are sinners in need of a Savior. We would rather, or Jesus is the Savior that we need and he brought us to faith by the power of his Holy Spirit. In faith, we should remain as close to Christ as we possibly can. Take advantage of church services when Jesus is proclaimed. Desire the sacraments whenever they are given. And search to know your Savior in the reading of the scriptures on your own. Abide in Christ as he abides in you. And Jesus warns us that apart from him we can do nothing. Nothing. Well, surely we can do something. No, Jesus says in John 15, If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered together and they are thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. Faith in Jesus is the narrow door. He is the narrow door that we should seek to enter through. The world and our own flesh reject this message. Our own flesh and the world want to stop this message. In our flesh, we would rather stray as far away from Jesus as we can while still making it into heaven. We ask ourselves, how far can I go without actually breaking the law? How much is he going to put up with? So often in catechism classes and just in counseling, I have heard people ask what they can do and not be sinning. So in other words, when we're going over the Ten Commandments, it's, well, I can still do this, right? We don't realize that when we ask a question like this, we are showing that our, in our hearts, we're actually holding on to that sin. We don't want to let go. We want to keep something for ourselves. This is a sinful response to God's law. Have you ever asked what you could get away with? And in the back of your mind, you're thinking, what can I get away with and still make it into heaven? I have, and I've done it a lot. 
But whenever I've asked this, I was really saying that I had things in my life that I did not want to confess to Jesus as sin. Because deep down, what I wanted was to continue in those sins. I wanted, I mean, this isn't like, I wouldn't tell you this, but if I'm examining it, what I wanted was to test God's grace and still enter into heaven through a slightly larger door than the narrow door that Jesus recommended. Now, after Jesus had finished this teaching about the narrow door, it says at that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to him, get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. I'm not sure exactly why the Pharisees would have warned Jesus. I mean, because ultimately they wanted to kill him too. But maybe they were just concerned. They wanted him to stop teaching. And they just wanted to move him along. So they warned him. Nonetheless, it was true. Herod wanted to kill Jesus. Herod was concerned about spiritual things. The fact, this fact can be deducted from the turmoil that Herod had over killing John the Baptist. Herod did not want to leave his earthly pleasure about this concern, however. Instead, Herod wanted to silence the voice that was trying to get him to confess his earthly sin. He wanted John to be quiet, so he put John in prison. But he was worried about killing John, and he did it against his will over some dumb uh, promise that he had made. But he wanted to keep the word of God as far away from him as possible. I've seen this happen in churches, too. Uh, Sometimes you can preach a message that's straight from God's word, And all of a sudden, somebody doesn't come around uh, for a couple of weeks. We want to silence God's word in our lives. He wanted to kill Jesus. Have you ever sought to silence Jesus in your life? Have you ever been convicted by his word, whether it was preached to you or read, and ended up personally not coming back to church for a while. And that's not an option for me, but but I have at times uh, stopped reading God's word for a while. There have been periods in my life that I sought to kill God's voice. I would stop doing my daily devotions and worse yet, I would keep reading God's word and compartmentalize anything that didn't agree with the areas in my life that I didn't want to confess or change. This is even more dangerous sometimes, I think, because you harden your heart, and I've done this, harden your heart to the actual law and gospel. I want you to think about this. If you don't confess sin when the law is proclaimed, 
you harden your heart to the reception of the gospel. The gospel is all about the forgiveness of sin. And if you don't have any sin to confess, you have no need for Jesus. When we do something like this, whether compartmentalize and keep out the parts that we want to keep doing, we are telling Jesus, hey, I don't want to enter through the narrow door. I'm asking you to give me another way. We are in some ways acting like Herod, trying to silence the voice of God. Jesus responds to the Pharisees' warning. Go and tell that fox, Behold, I cast out demons and perform cures. I will do it today and tomorrow, and the third day I will finish my course. Nevertheless, I must go on my way today, tomorrow, and the day following, for it cannot be that a prophet should perish away from Jerusalem. What's he saying? He's saying, Herod, you cannot alter God's plan. You cannot do it. It's like when we pray, thy kingdom come. In the Lord's Prayer, we confess in the small catechism, the kingdom of God is certainly coming by itself. It's coming. It's coming without our prayer. But we pray in this petition that it may come to us also. It's coming. We can't stop it. God's kingdom was coming to Jerusalem. He was coming to defeat sin, death, and the powers of the devil. And God was doing this on the cross of Jesus. And Herod couldn't stop it. Herod was fooling himself into thinking that he had any control at all. He should have recognized the coming of God's kingdom in the person of Jesus and confessed his sin and received Jesus as his Savior. If Herod would have been honest with himself, he would have seen that his chasing after pleasure was running him into ruin. His chase after power was making this man paranoid. It was, he was ruining himself by holding on to all the crap that Jesus came to forgive him for. I just realized I said the word that started with a C. <laughs> but Jesus was coming to rescue him, and he didn't want to be rescued. God's kingdom comes when our Heavenly Father gives us His Holy Spirit so that by His grace we believe His word and lead holy lives here in time and there in eternity. God is sending His Holy Spirit to us in preaching of Jesus this morning. And through His preaching, He is bringing His kingdom to us. There is nothing that we can do to stop it. Even if we leave, walk out, it's still coming. We can either surrender and confess our sins and receive the healing 
that Jesus has come to bring. Herod held on to all of his sin and it ruined him. It's a losing battle. If we run, we hurt others and ourselves. Submit. Submit to Jesus when he comes to you throughout the week, reminding you of what you heard today. Confess any sin that your flesh would have you hide. Seek to enter through the narrow door. Do not run like the people of Jerusalem did. Jesus said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. If you can't, this picture, the quality was bad. And I didn't have a lot of time to spend it on it. I did it this morning. But in the picture, you can see there's some symbolism there. Jesus is looking down at Jerusalem. And in the tree, you can't hardly see it. But there is an axe at the tree. This is God's law coming. It is coming to take down. And if you notice, there's also a shepherd carrying a sheep off in the distance. That's the gospel. The axe, that's the alien work of God. He doesn't want to destroy you. He wants to carry you out of the destruction like the shepherd. Jesus said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings? And you would not. Behold, your house is forsaken, and I tell you, you will not see me until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The people did not recognize that Jesus was coming for their benefit. They only saw Jesus as a threat instead of as a savior. It's like when a person's afraid to go to the doctor or the dentist. They don't want to see those people for fear that they will find out something's wrong. The people would rather live in ignorance even if that means that something is threatening their lives, like a cancer or a tumor. When they think of the doctor, they only think of pain. I hate going to the dentist. I hate it. And I always start flossing extra hard, like two weeks before the dentist appointment. Why? I want to present myself to the dentist as clean and without need. Well, when you go to the doctor, there might be pain. But the pain has to come in order for the healing to take place. It's the same way with Jesus. It might be, it might be scary to come face to face with him. It will, I can guarantee you, it will be painful to confess stuff that you want to hold on to. Guaranteed. It might be easier to run. But if we run, we are only hurting ourselves and others. Jesus wants to gather us as his children, like a hen gathers her brood. 
He wants to shelter us under his wing and keep us safe. By his word and sacrament, he wants to personally. I want you to know this. It's impossible for you to get through the narrow door. But by his word and sacrament, he wants to personally carry you through. My prayers for my family, myself, and for you is that we would all stop struggling and that we would submit to his loving care. Amen. Now the peace that surpasses all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you. Amen.